How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. Ladies, yeah, you gotta, you're gonna want to stick around and listen for this one, because I promise you, you're gonna learn something, maybe, hopefully, I don't know. The birds have returned. Oh, no, I don't have food for them today, unfortunately, I forgot my stuff at home. Uh, today is your Wednesday episode. Uh, but ladies, yes, this is, uh, pre- what the fuck? I, people are confusing, I'm sorry, people are doing stupid stuff, uh, but this was asked to, this is a question asked to men, uh, what's something that would surprise women about life as a man? My bag just moved and settled by itself, and it scared the fuck out of me, I thought someone is in here and is gonna have to die, uh, and I was reading through some of this, and I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's very interesting, um, what the heck, Mm. So, I'm going to, where was the one I just saw? Uh, so, first per- oh, this person said, oh, this is the original poster. This is the, this is the person who made the post. They, they said, I'd say women would be surprised by how, uh, how little support men have. Even when we're surrounded by people. It's very easy to feel on, completely on your own. Similarly, men almost never receive compliments or reassurance. Uh, I don't think most women will ever truly understand that admittedly uh, major part of the male experience. Funnily enough, I've been meaning to watch a shirt documentary about this woman who lives as a man for a year, at the end of which she has decided uh, life as a woman was indeed favorable. And like guys, like yeah, women, you like you, you don't understand. I'm like, we don't get, we get nothing. We get nothing. We truly don't get anything. Um, we get looks, not even good looks, like just looks, stares. You know, sometimes, sometimes angry looks. You know, those, those really just people. Those very judgy looks. I'm like, I don't, I don't get compliments. You know, besides from the lady. But again, that's only because I'm in a relationship. Literally, the only reason I get compliments, that's the only reason I get compliments. I rarely, like, I don't really, we don't really get compliments all that often. You know, especially from the opposite gender. We don't. We we legit don't. I don't get, you know, I don't ever have girls coming up to me being like, oh, you, you, nice figure or, you know, nice haircut or whatever. Nice clothes, nothing. Nothing like that. Not even, uh, you know compliment on colognes or, or good smells in general, I guess. Usually it's cologne. Um, but not just me, That for a lot of men. I'm like, I don't, I don't know a lot of dudes who get a lot of compliments from women. I'm like, it's rare that it happens. It's rare, it's really rare that it happens. Um, uh, when it happens. You know, I told, because um, that's what I told the lady, like, Maybe every few years in my life there would be that one, you know, that one girl that'd be either bold enough or just cared enough to even say anything to me. And, uh, yeah, like I've literally can count on one hand how many times I've actually gotten complimented by a woman. Um, that's not been, you know, my girlfriend in my entire life. She's the only one, obviously, who does it consistently. Um... But before that, like, 
Urgh. Really wouldn't get anything. And because of that, guys have a lot of issues, uh, you know, with self-confidence and stuff like that because, and self-esteem because, well, nobody ever really tells you anything positive about yourself. You know, it's hard for you to sometimes believe that. And it really becomes kind of a difficulty. It's like, man, uh, you know, you really start to believe that maybe there's nothing good about you. If nobody ever compliments you on anything. People always talk about what men do wrong, and that's why I say don't generalize when you're when you're uh, talking about you know negative something negative that somebody's doing. Don't generalize it with all men, you know, because all of us aren't the same. Because how would you feel if we say? Because like, because it's the same thing. Like, how do you like? How would you feel, or how do you feel when guy when certain guys say, "Oh, all women." All women, and then you guys get offended. It's the same thing, man. It goes both ways. It's a two-way street. We just I'm like so. I don't. It's it's not honestly not that often that guys get compliments. Stuff like that really just it's kind of uh it's kind of sad, you know. Again, obviously now I'm not really too worried about it. I don't go fishing for compliments from strangers or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm in a relationship. I don't really have to worry about that. And if she doesn't say anything, well, oh well. You know, <laughs> at this point, I'm, yeah, it's not like I'm like a, it's not like I'm not used to having people compliment me. So, and I think out of you know my entire experience as a, as a you know as a guy. Being a guy, you know, um, honestly, dudes would be, there's some dudes, not all dudes, some dudes, people uh, would be the first to compliment me over uh, the opposite gender, you know, it just, that's just how it is, that, that'd be the, that'd be the where I get the most compliments from, but also the most trash talk, but that's just, that's a thing that happens with guys. Somebody else says, how much we would like to feel wanted and not simply useful or needed. How much pressure there is on us in terms of body image. We hear all this crap about all the crap women go through, but never, st- but never stop to think about all the, uh, the size jokes. I can't really get further into detail for that, but most guys will understand what I'm talking about. That alone could cause insecurity, and that doesn't even touch things like losing your hair, graying, muscle mass, etc. That will leave that implied. And hopefully you guys come up with the right answer. Um, that, uh, that we really do care a lot about... Uh, we really do care about a lot more than society says we do. We're not just... We're just not allowed to show it because it's a sign of weakness and we're taught at a, at a young age that you have to put up a perfect image or no one will ever want you. Yeah, being vulnerable is not cool as a guy, apparently. That's what society says. That's what a lot of people in society... That's what a lot of people believe. It's like, oh, it's not cool. But then complain later in the relationship... In a, in a, when they get in a relationship with a guy, like, oh, he's not in touch with his feelings enough. And I'm like... And then when they do show feelings, like, oh, they're too soft. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck do you want? Decide. Pick a side. You want us to be emotional or not? You want us to have emotions or not? 
And the issue is, uh, the issue, I, I feel like the issue is that people can't handle supporting, the, like the women that get in these relationships can't handle supporting a guy who is emotional, who has emotions, who actually expresses his emotions of being sad, about being angry, you know, about being stressed out or depressed or whatever he's feeling, right? They can't handle that. All they can handle is the happy. They can't, they literally cannot handle them being upset. They cannot handle them being sad. They don't know how to handle that. All they know how to do is be supported. They don't know how to be supportive properly of someone, you know, like that, of a guy who's going through, you know, some tough times. That That is part of the issue. I'm not saying that's the entire issue, but that is definitely a, a part uh, that I recognize. And maybe I'm wrong, you know, uh, this is this is always open forum stuff. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, in, from my point of view, that's, that's how I see it. They just don't know how to handle a guy who is actually emotional. But, you know, guys, I want you to know it's not a sign of weakness. You guys are doing great. If you are, you know, able to show your emotions in the, you know, in the proper capacity, right? Right. You know, time and place, time and place when you're at home. You should feel like you should feel comfortable enough to be able to cry, to be able to just kind of release the stress and then just even scream and shout if you wanted to. Uh, I think that's actually in here. Hold on. Uh, I thought it was in here. Oh, how awkward it is to cry or be emotional in front of other people, even in situations where it would be normal, such as funerals. Usually bottle that stuff up and save it for when you're alone, and then let it out so no one sees. Uh, and the, the OP said, well said, even when I'm alone these days, I can't cry. It's not that I'm cold or incapable of feeling, but rather it's been all pushed down so far that I can't reach it anymore. Yes, I had that issue for so freaking long, man. Oh, that is the worst thing. That's what causes depression. That's like a huge, huge uh, contributing factor to depression in males these days. It really is because not being allowed to express your emotions and then pushing them down further and further only creates more issues. And that is a huge cause of depression because you're not feeling your feelings. So then it, it, it creates stress in your mind and on your body too, physically stress de- definitely manifests in your body physically as well as mentally. Um, and it ends up leaning and ends up falling, uh, ends up with us falling into depression. I had depression for years because of that shiz. Because there were so many emotions going through my, you know, through my mind and uh, at the time. Well, you guys know at this point. And I had no time to express that stuff. So I just kept going. And unfortunately, yes, that's how a lot of people end up with depression. Because they're not allowed to freely express that emotion. They're not allowed to get that out of their system. You have to express your emotions at some point in time. Because that's what's leading to stress. That's adding to your stress. That's adding to your depression. That's giving you depression if you didn't if you didn't have it before. Sincerely. You gotta express your emotions. You gotta find a way. You know, it wasn't until I got with the lady and I actually felt like I was supported and felt like I was you know, able to be taken seriously for once and, and you know, she actually may help make me feel comfortable enough to where I could, you know, uh you know, actually feel because that's the thing, ladies, you should like make it a no judgment zone 
for a guy. Make them feel like, hey, it's okay if you want to express your emotions here. This is a safe space for you. Don't laugh at them. Don't mock them. No, no, no. Let them feel and don't make them feel bad for it. You know? Because any sort of small sort of mockery or or joking, you know, will absolutely make them walk right back into that shell and it'll bottle it up even more. Because then they'll be more embarrassed about it. So don't don't do that. I don't care how awkward it is for you. They need that. Because you want them to be there for you when you're crying, when you're sad, when you, you know, lose friends or whatever, you lose a job or you go through whatever kind of stressful events in your life. Let them feel that same comfort that you want. You know? Let them feel like you can cry here. And I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm just going to be there for you. Hold them, do whatever you got to do. But if you're going to be in a relationship with a guy, you need to understand that that is a very important part that is going to have to uh, be established. It's a safe space for them to feel emotions. And you're going to have to be the one to let them to let that uh, to let them know that. Don't ever just assume that they'll feel safe. Let them know that hey, you are safe with me. Declare that. Make it make it known. Don't ever you know assume that they'll just they'll just be like oh I think I could you know that I could feel emotions around her. She won't judge me. You have to say it because we will overthink and we will absolutely not uh, um, show that emotion because it's something that we're so basically something that we're freaking programmed to do, something that we're taught to do from a young age. You know. So you got to tell them you have to, because society has been beating us down so much for feeling that we don't. And even in spaces where, you know, some where it's where you would, as a ladies, you would assume that, oh, well, this must be a comfortable place where he could feel. No, don't. mm -mm. We're not again. We're not emotionally in tune as as and we're not as I don't know, as emotionally vulnerable and sensitive as you guys are. Because society tells us we're not allowed to be. So, you got to let us know. You have to say something. Actually say something and, you know, uh, follow up with actions and things like that 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 prove that, okay, this is a safe space. This is no judgment zone. There'll be no laughing, no mockery, nothing. I'm like, feel your feelings. You can vent. You can, you know, cry. You can do this. And I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm going to love you even harder uh, you know, through whatever you're going through. That absolutely make a man's day. And that'll help them love you better. Because it's, because a man, a man can love y'all, you know, love you all he wants, but if he's not taking care of himself mentally like that, and emotionally, it's going to end up tearing him apart inside, and it's going to hurt and strain the relationship. I promise you, that'll happen. It's happened many times before. Because if a guy doesn't feel comfortable enough to express himself, you know, you'll think the relationship is fine because he doesn't ever really say anything's wrong. But again, we're not allowed to complain. That, that again, that's it's more signs of weakness. We're not allowed to show a lot of weakness or else we're deemed weak. And that's not something, you know, that guys really want 
You don't want to be deemed weak in, you know, especially in a relationship. Because that's when all the jokes be like, oh, I see who wears the pants in this relationship. Shut up. I hate, I hate people do that. I don't, people, I don't see people doing that very, very often anymore. But like, honestly, like, that's why, ladies, that's why you gotta really take into consideration how you're talking with your man. Somebody, whether it's somebody you potentially want to date or somebody you are um, currently dating. Like, you, you really gotta be careful of how you phrase things and how you say things. How you say things matters. What you say matters. You know, some people say, well, it's not what you said, it's how you say it. It's both. It's not, it's not one or the other, it's both. It's what you say and how you say it. Because both those things can be contributing factors into making someone feel uh, like they're not, you know, safe around you. Trust me, men like to feel safe too. We like to feel like we're heard. We like to feel comfortable too. I don't like being uncomfortable all, all the days of my life. That's that. It gets really stressful sometimes. Last thing I need is to be on guard when I'm with someone who I'm supposed to be able to be vulnerable around. That's exhausting. And at some point you break down and then eventually you stop communicating. And eventually the relationship falls apart. And you eventually you probably end up leaving them because, you know, it's just like it's not worth putting up with. It's not. So... But for now, you know, we're going to take a little bit of a break and I will be back with some more uh, good stuff for you. We are back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back from the break. Um, I, I had something else to talk about, but I wanted to stray from that, actually, because um, I'm just I'm having these thoughts for you, you know, and I want you guys to, you know, be transparent with you guys. And I've talked about this on the show before, about being afraid of success, and it is a legit concern of mine, and it still it still is. It has been, and it is, and it's one of the things that holds me back from being as great as I can possibly be, because success can be a very scary and hefty thing. And this is referring to my music. If you guys don't know, I started making music in March of 2020. I think that's also the same month I released my first album. Five, it was like a five-song album. Don't care. That's fine. It was classical. It was more string-based, literally just string sections. Um, and no, it was good. Actually, people really enjoyed it. They're like, oh, my gosh. Well, you make music? <laughs> They're like, cool. And they enjoyed it. And I was like, and I enjoyed it. It was a fun album to make. It was my first album I ever made. Um, and I that was still working security at that time. And I literally made that music on the job because I brought my laptop one night because I worked the night shift because, you know, so there's not much going on. So my supervisor said, yeah, you can, you know, bring your computer, do whatever, for, you know, just, you know, be aware, be alert, still do your job. And I did. And so through the nights that, you know, when it got slow, I, I made I made music. And from then on, from that same year, I made like four different albums. So, you know. Four, four albums, four whole albums I, I produced that year. And then in 2021, there was basically nothing. The new year came and nothing was out. Nothing was out for me until August. In August, I released the Late Night Groove, or the, it, was a, it was a, yeah, Late Night Groove album. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> like I know my own music. Um, and that 
turned out to be extremely successful for at least one particular song on that album called My Beach. And then a few other, my other two like jazz songs that were on there. It's like a six or five song album again. Um, and then in December, I came back with another album called Music Is Real? I don't remember. But, oh, Music Moves Us. There we go. M- music Moves Us. And that album was supposed to be better than what it was. It wasn't the best, um, and I had gone through and, and you know made the songs and all that stuff, and and I I struggle. I still again I've talked about this another thing uh, uh, before as well. I struggle with perfectionism sometimes because you know because I listen to so many different artists. I like I listen to a lot of music, and I'm like and you know when you're making music, you can't help but compare your stuff to theirs. You know. You can't help but compare your stuff to theirs. And for me being a, you know, Barry White fan, like Barry White's first song he ever made was phenomenal. Like it was a like it was a killer. Like that like was one of the biggest sellers on that whole album. There were other songs in there too that were absolutely amazing, but that first whole album was just phenomenal. It was a bomb that got dropped on everybody and people loved it and fell in love with it um and you know I, I just i at some points you know you feel inadequate and you know i've since then slowed down a lot on the you know comparisons and such which is great but i still you know struggle with perfectionism still struggle with listening to my own stuff and being proud of it because i listen to this stuff and i'm like i hear and i hear the different parts i don't hear it as one i just i go through it and I go through it and I hear the different parts because I'm the one who put those those beats, those melodies, you know, the harmonies, everything together myself. So I'm I dissect it naturally because my mind never really goes out of creative and criticism mode. Never. You know, until I until the album is released and done where it's to the point where I can no longer edit it or fix it. Then at that point, you know, then I can't do anything about it. And then I'm kind of forced, my brain forces me to go into a, uh, um, a listener perspective, you know, like the, the late night groove album has a couple of jazz songs on there specifically with the, uh, their titles or the BPMs of the, of the song, <laughs> which is hilarious. Cause I, it's one of the examples of how I can't actually title music. And I like those songs, actually. They did really good. I enjoyed them. I, I still enjoy them. Shoot. I really do have... Um, I admire those songs. Though that's my like that's by far my best album ever. And I listen to those songs, and I'm like, that's me. Like, I made those songs, and I had no regrets, had no issues. I just I made the song. And I think that was probably the prime album um, besides the last song. The last song was stupid. We're not going to talk about that one. But that was the prime album where you could tell I was, like, feeling the music. Because the, the saxophone the saxophone was the main, was the lead on those songs, and I was just going through it. But I think it's coming from, I, I'm not going to try to, put this so much off on other people because it's up to me if I internalize this stuff but 
I've gotten so many, you know, critiques, not like bad criticism, but, you know, just stuff people trying to help. Um, and I appreciate them for that. But I think too much of it has brought me to a point where I don't properly sort through it and don't properly process it. And it hurts. And I end up hurting myself because of that, because I'm like, you know, being an idiot about it and not being, you know, focused on simply just how do I make this better and how do I make this song more appealing and whatnot because I made something super simple if you listen to my beach it's a super simple song really simple like extremely simple I didn't really do much to that I had an idea and I started playing and I'm like yo this is it and I made the song and it turns out to be extremely popular I don't that one I don't get but there are other songs which I try a little bit harder on and try to do more complex things, and it's just like, well, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's like a 50-50 shot with those kind of songs. Um, but you get to, you know, to the point where you're releasing more albums like like I have, and I'm like, hmm, there's something, there's something always missing because... You should be. Prog- I should be progressing. I shouldn't be staying in the same place or even getting worse. I should be progressing. I should be doing more. I should be able to, you know, make music that you know blows that late night groove album out of the water. I should be producing songs at that level and higher. I shouldn't be going, you know, in reverse to the other albums because the other album, the songs on those previous albums before late night groove were kind of terrible. They're not online anymore because I took them down because it was too expensive at the time for me to keep them up. So I had to move them. Uh, remove them from the, all, all the platforms and whatnot. Maybe one day I'll release them again. You know, whatever. Uh, some of the songs are still on my YouTube channel. My first song ever is still on there. Thoughts of the Mind. Good song. Kind of wish I... And actually, no. That's the one song I never regretted. Ever. Because it was just... It was fine. It was my first song. Um, and I didn't have a keyboard or anything at that time. All I had was just the music program. And I literally did that all through my laptop... So, without any special musical equipment or anything other than that. Um, But, yeah, that was my thing. Uh, But, you know, coming to where I am now, I'm I'm starting to fix it. This is this is the good part. This is where things start to turn around a little bit, and hopefully they will continue to. But I'm starting to go back to feeling the music because I think I spent too much time trying to learn music and trying to learn how to properly play something. Like I, I get you know proper techniques and proper form when it comes to playing an instrument. Like I don't want to be smashing my hands just on a keyboard or a piano and just you know like I know like learning simple progressions and stuff like that is important. That is absolutely important. And I've been trying to learn that stuff by listening to more and more music and just trying to get a better understanding of how it is practically applied in a song, you know, rather than just going through lessons and be like, bored out of my mind, let's just listen to it in a, in a, where it's applied in something that I'm interested in, like a jazz song or, you know, Barry White song or whatever, you know, just something, the music that I'm interested in. How does it apply in these songs that I like? And I hear some of the progressions that I'm picking up bass lines and picking up piano parts and strings and such and I'm like and horns all that I'm, I'm trying to understand okay how does this progress okay when is it when does it go to the bridge what kind of notes are played on the bridge parts what notes are played on the verse versus the chorus you know um 
and I try to take that stuff in and I try to learn because you're always supposed to be open to knowledge and learning when it comes to the music industry. Always. Always, always, always. You know, because I already have experience as an engineer, right? I already have some experience as a producer since I'm literally produced myself, <laughs> you know. Um, and learning, arrange, you know, arrangements and stuff like that, composing, is, is it's, it's a process sometimes. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's quick. You know, I've made... Uh, that late night groove album did not take me all that long to make, which is the interesting part. Because believe it or not, some of those songs I played straight through and did not stop. I just played. I just played what was on my mind and let it go. And those songs are amazing. And I think I've been too stressed out and maybe I've just been too, like, too unfocused. I've not been focused enough on actually just feeling the music. I got too much into the getting back into the, you know, where I was when I was a kid in fifth grade, where I was able to read sheet music and I was able to really, you know, understand and read, you know, and understand notes and all that stuff. But when I made that late night group album, I didn't, I wasn't really worried about that stuff. I was just like, I want to make a song. How am I feeling? And I was feeling jazzy. So I made some jazz. I did that. It was nice. It turned out really good. People love the songs. Somebody even bought one of the jazz songs that I made, so I think um, that's a fruit fly. Get out of here. But I think uh, I just need to really focus on feeling it more because, you know, I can be intelligent with it all day, but music is a, is a connection through emotion. Like, it connects us emotionally. Not intelligently, but emotionally. Music does come off as intelligent, you know, because of certain string parts and, and whatnot, or certain elements that are introduced and uh, and whatnot. But let me tell you, it is the average person doesn't understand music like that intelligently. The average person understands music based off of feeling and emotion. You know, so that's because because music is a is a communal thing, right? It's, it's something that connects communities and people together you know, across all countries, no matter the language, you know, or, you know, cultural differences, music's is something that connects us all, so, just like love, love connects us all, it's a universal language, so that's a universal language I need to focus on feeling more of, so, but that's just something I wanted to put out there for you guys, I... To, to let you know that this is this is the stuff that I struggle with sometimes. I talk about it, and I, I try I do my best to you know encourage you guys not to fall into the same traps because these this is not a life that is necessarily you know pleasing. It's 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 kind of frustrating sometimes, and it's stressful sometimes. Um, and you know my worries about my music being famous is simply because I I probably won't ever I probably won't ever sign for. A, a, any record label or anything like that because I don't see myself I really don't see myself doing that kind of thing because I don't necessarily want those contracts because I don't want money taken from me I don't want to be not making money from something that could absolutely be making me tons of money not not for the sake of um, just making the ton you know tons of money but I don't want to be cheated I don't want to be in that system of people that are getting cheated I don't want to be added, I don't want my name added to that list of people who got cheated out of money while they were young and, and, and you know, naive in the music industry because they signed crappy contracts and whatnot. No, I want whatever is mine is mine. I created the music. I want, you know, I want the pay and the rewards that come from it. 
um, if if there you know happens to be rewards for it. So I think um, I just need to really sit down every now and then and just consider to myself, man, what is a who am I? What do I want to do with my music? You know, I'm not the next Barry White. I'm not the next anybody. I want to be the first me out there making music, you know, based off of what I like and what I love. So it's just it's just something that, you know, concerns me. I just really I just really don't want to end up in a vicious cycle. Um And I want to, I want my music to succeed because it was something that people could get down with. Some people that, that they could listen to and it really just, it moved them a little in some way, emotionally. It doesn't matter if it's happy or sad, but it moved them to feel something, right? Um, and mostly the feelings that I feel are love. And I don't really have, I don't make sad songs because that's not how I feel really deep down inside. I'm a happy person. You know, I've had tragedies and, and trauma and all that, but I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not the person to let that continue to bog me down and hinder, hinder me from progressing in my future. I do the best that I can with what I'm given and I, I push on, I push forward. Because the people, and there's people in my life rooting for me right now that want to see me succeed and I don't want to let them down. I don't want to let myself down, more importantly, you know. I don't want to go through my life. I don't want to ever let there be a day where I can say, man, I regret this day and everything that I did on this day or most things that I did on this day. I want to live life and be, and you know, when I get to the end, if I have a chance to look back, I want to be like, hmm, I did something good. I did some really good stuff. I touched a lot of people's lives. And uh, that's good enough for me. So thank you everybody so much for listening. I appreciate you. Remember that love is patient. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.